Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. I didn't think it was possible, but it's even hotter than it was last episode. <laughs> it's true. It's even getting hotter in here. Now take off all your clothes, except for don't. That's not going to, yeah, it's not going to help you at all when it's literal lava in the ground. So, yeah, I suppose let's go ahead and jump back into things, shall we? When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers diving into the first of the four surrounding vaults on the Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh had entered into the Crypt of Flame. So it's Fire, fire Temple first. <laughs> fire Temple first. Wherein they have been beset by a quartet of... A quartet of Tophets. So go ahead and try to say that however many times fast. Hmm. A long battle had ensued involving flooding volcanic chambers and being swallowed whole, at which point they do a cannonball into the lava and just sink to the bottom. That whole what thing. What an evil, what an evil tactic. Like, that is especially heinous. Okay, it's kind heinous. of amazing. It's amazing, but it's also especially heinous. It is brilliant because even the encounters are traps. Yes. Which makes me laugh. We were not, I, I was expecting it to run off to like go like pull more people in or something, not to just like belly flop into the lava. So uh, a long battle headed soon following that, at which point uh, eventually you had managed to emerge successful from said fight. Long battle for us is like 30 seconds. Sure. You had then uh, made your way out of the chamber, out of the, uh, what do they call this? You had left the Isle of Fire, at which point you had made your way to the furnace. Wonderful. Which you had determined was a portal to the elemental plane of fire. Because of course it is. Which is exciting. Which for makes me think, is there going to be like portals to the other planes for other oh my gosh. strange purposes? Although you did manage to get past the, uh, the brilliant, I think, slip and slide trap that exits out of the room. It's not even really a trap. Uh, that was one of those, like, especially brilliant traps because it's so mundane. Yeah, if you are, uh, if you're not aware of it while you're running up, it's a reflex save. Uh, DC 19, so it's not terrible, but oh, it's that's also not, not too great. Bad. I can't fail that. But if you fell, you'd fall prone and your momentum carries you into the lava. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so rude. Uh, it's brilliant. However, you did manage to get past that, observed the furnace, at which point... Uh, Masika was able to translate the runes on it, stating the the cryptic, how can mortals cool the anger of a fiery god? Apparently with a cone of cold is how we decided to do that. That's yep. how we're going to do it. Right, we're going to yep. try. Yeah. And when we left off, Citra had just successfully managed to pick the lock on the, the grate that opens up, had wedged a, I believe, a shovel into the elaborate handle formed to resemble a reptilian mouth fixed to the side of this and pried open the door. And then as I described it last, there is basically a, uh, instead of being horizontal, a vertical well of fire seemingly plunging into an endless inferno when you open this. It's basically looking, looking inside of uh, Pennywise's mouth. Jeez. Is there right. three glowing dots? Yes, the dead lights are just swirling around. I'm there. out. <laughs> <laughs> and bye, kids. We are not floating down here. We're gone. Again, I said furnace from Home Alone that's just like opening and closing. Like I thought that was that was a great reference, by the way. <laughs> there you go. That actually, like when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, that was legitimately that's scary. scary as a kid. Yeah. You know, basements alone are scary, and then you add a furnace. Oh no. It's like the kitchen scene from um, Beauty and the Beast when they're like assaulting the castle and then like suddenly everything's like animated and knives are flying and they're actively trying <laughs> I mean, to kill yeah. people. I was going to say, yeah, you realize how deadly all of them could be. It's like brave little toaster up in here. Yep. I suppose we left off with uh, you know, Citra taking a step back, 
Sudi, I imagine, eyeing the direction behind you warily as four statues still stand broken in the uh, the Isle of Fire behind. I've got to make a spellcraft check, right? If you wish to cast without having a spell failure rate, then yes. Since you're casting a cold, a spell with either the cold or water descriptor. Yeah, see, and that's like crappy of them too, because, you know, you probably have <laughs> to get rid of this. But anyway, so I roll an 11, which gets me a 30 on a spellcraft check to cast a cone of cold. Nice. A 30 is a success. Yay! Do I need to roll damage? You do need to roll damage. Damage this portal. I do 48 damage to the furnace. Nice. You chant and tone. Step forward, extend a hand forward. A blast of frigid cold streams into this open portal. The entirety of the portal shakes with a disturbing effect because there's no vibration on your side. It's almost like you can see it heat waver as the cold sears into the open portal. Some poor elemental on the other side is like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I felt a disturbance in the force as if it got mildly one degree colder in here. It's probably like Hockatep's taking a shower and then we burst this with cold and then suddenly it goes all cold in his shower and he's like, ah! Okay. Oh, wow. That didn't land at all. I'm so sad. That didn't land at all. It was too big a wind up. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's kind of my problem with jokes. (laughs) (laughs) The flames inside. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll edit it so I can take those laughs and then apply them to the earlier. (laughs) That's preferential treatment. Yeah, Uh, I'll take I'll take Jordan's (laughs) laugh that he just did. And then that one will really land. Wow. A blast of cold freezes down the length of this. You can see that the portal inside the heat wanes, but it is not extinguished. All right, screw it. Let's do it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then start even... throwing rays of frost at it. I don't have rays of frost. I have another cone of cold, and then we're out. All right, well, let's hope you do enough with that. Uh, so I roll a 15, which gets me a 34. 34 will successfully pass. All right. Blast More it. Damage. Oh, that's only 39. It once again wanes under the blast. You can see almost this dying flickering to it. We have anything else? Water, cold, anything? Nope. I have a single holy water. That's not going to do it. It's <laughs> got to be ass. I'm just going off of what I have in my pack. So not a lot. Yeah, I was checking my helm, but my helm doesn't have anything ice related. All right. This might take a really long time, but this is the only thing I've got. Hmm. All right. Uh, this spell will last for 15 minutes. Maybe some other use will come of it. All right, I roll another 11, which is a 30. I cast Ice Body on myself. (laughs) (laughs) I transmute myself into living ice, and my unarmed attacks deal damage as as a club with one point of cold damage per swing. So I'm just going to start whapping at this fire. Oh, my gosh. What? (laughs) How how many points of cold damage? One. And it lasts for 15 minutes. I will smack this thing for 15 minutes if I have to. (laughs) Also, you have this prepped. Yeah, it makes me immune to ability score damage, blindness, critical hits, deafness, disease, drowning, electricity, poison, stunning, and all spell attacks that affect physiology or respiration. Yeah, it turns you into an elemental. It's I'm out of, like, you can't critical me. You can't sneak attack me. It's a great spell. Okay. I I can burrow through snow and ice as if I was an elemental. Hmm. There's a lot of snow and ice here in (laughs) Assyrian. Yes, but I mostly got it because, you know, we're going to be fighting. Because it turns you into an elemental. Undead, and it makes me immune to, it's a seventh level spell. What? Um, yeah. It's a powerful you only spell. do one point of damage yeah. with that? Well, I do my I they do one d six 
as if a club plus more one importantly point of than cool the damage. one point of damage, the utter immunity to criticals and sneak yeah. attacks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. It's a defensive effect more than offensive. And I am effect. considered armed when making unarmed attacks for the purpose of okay. Whapping it. So yeah, Masika chants in tone, goes all like <laughs> Emma Frost as she turns into like this crystalline ice being. Yep, I'm gonna whap it a lot. Okay. I have three attacks per minutes round. Straight, all of us are back on the ground. <laughs> so on the plus side, whapping this can't actually do enough damage to get to get through your fire resistance. Uh huh. So. So I do three speaking, attacks per round. So I do three points of cold damage around every six seconds. So it takes you about five rounds to do an additional <laughs> 15 points of cold damage to this. Wild. <laughs> it's not specifically covered in here, but I'll allow it. <laughs> because it's hilarious. Because it's clever. <laughs> because it's so smart. Good job, Heather. That was great. I Masika, I just picture, you know, like... It's, you know, when there's like a candle that you're trying to get out or a small fire with your bare hand and she's just like smacking it. You're just smacking this portal like, stab it, stab I it, go away. Citra like nudges uh, Sudi like, show her how to throw a punch. <laughs> I don't think that's going to do anything. She can throw the punch all she wants. It's the, the cold damage that you she needs to do. You don't want her to hurt her hand. If you hit things wrong, you could break fingers. Does she even have fingers? I don't know. I don't know what this is. Do, do they just like grow back? Like, how does this even work? We both turn and look at Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can't really break bones because she doesn't have any of those right now. It's just basically Masika, but ice. <laughs> so full Emma Frost. <laughs> so it's fine. All right. After applying as much cold as you can, the flames inside flicker. And then in a wink, the portal disappears. You get the impression with detecting magic, you could easily determine this as well. You have temporarily closed the portal. Oh my god. All that just for temporary, and we probably did like, what, 100 points of damage, roughly? Oh, easily. Uh, Once you did 100 points of damage, it closes. Mm -hmm. Great. Temporarily speaking means that the pilot light is still on, and it will reignite in one week. One week. Okay, that's plenty of time. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, a week's fine. A week's an eternity for you if guys If we're still right here now. in a week, then we've seriously messed something up. Is there anything else in this yep. furnace now that the portal's closed? No. Uh, in fact, the furnace is actually only 15 feet deep, despite having appeared to have been infinite when there was a portal in it, because folded space. Yes, but now we don't have to worry about the blistering heat and all of that stuff. So, uh, Yes and no. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I would give you is, you are aware that with this in effect, everything is going to go from being the extreme heat down to very hot. So, in essence, the temperature in here will drop to the point that, like, even an endure elements would actually protect yeah. you from the effect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you believe that the lava should also steadily cool, although that might take some time. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, right, you're also well, aware that, uh, I'll go ahead and give it to you as well. You're also aware that the process could be reversed. You have one week or until something does 50 points of fire damage to it to reignite it as well. Okay. All right. Well, I have probably about, you said that took a few rounds. It would have taken basically half a minute, so you basically still have... 14 minutes left of this. So I have about 15 minutes, give or take, left on this uh, in, in my fancy fancy body of iceness. So, which way are we going? How is she speaking if she doesn't have the, like, requisite pieces? Magic. Same way I do, Norma says. I, I just assumed you had the pieces for, for making sounds. Nope, I don't even breed. You certainly don't breed, that's true. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone's making fun of my action, it shouldn't be Hollish. Hey, people can understand me. But not sugar. Hey, 
Well, let's That's not fine. waste the opportunity then, I guess. And uh, we'll just throw a secret at people. Left or right? Uh, don't throw me at people. That's not I can nice. Literate, I can literally throw you. I got a telekinetic charge. I can just like shove you across the quaya like a bomb. Even now, you can already start to feel the temperature dissipating slightly. You imagine it's going to take some time for the heat to really get out of here, especially, well, more or less, you imagine it's not really going to drop an immediate temperature until that lava actually cools. Well, I suppose we'll, I'm going to jump back over while everyone floats back over and... How long did it take? Because I've got, I had three minutes when we came in here, but I assumed it took at least that long. Probably. Well, I mean, you guys had to identify it, have a discussion, everything else. It's probably been five minutes in here. Yeah, I, I if I jump, I get a, I start with a 27, so I can easily jump across, too. Okay. You can even avoid the grease. Whee! That's the plan. And I figure, why don't we just hang a right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds fine. So, yeah, Citra and Sudi leap across. I imagine Hollis, Masika, fly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very well. So, we'll go, I guess, what would be right on the map, because now we're coming from, like, the south. So, East. We're going to head east. Assuming that this is easterly, but yes. Fortunately, every single map in this adventure is actually organized with north being up. Oh, thank goodness. To the point that like when you're coming, like if you come in through the eastern, from the eastern side, you're actually coming from the eastern side of the map. So depending on what side of the pyramid you're coming in on. Whoever made these maps for this book was the best. Yes. They did better. So so good good on the, uh, uh, I think it's the, the actual author who draws the... Uh, the initial maps, and then get the cartographers go over it. Mm, regardless, thank you. You make your way forward. Sudi Citra, you leap across. Masika Hollis, you fly over following. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Masika's planning on le- landing or if she's going to keep maintaining her flight for a while longer. She's going to land just because that means I've used about three minutes of my fly for the day. I don't want to use it all if just in case there's an emergency. The passage exiting off of this room off to the right-hand side, you begin to approach it is only, again, about five feet wide. The ceiling's down this passage about seven or eight feet high. Again, it's that classic Osirian architectural style where it slopes inward ever so slightly. Hmm. I suppose you turn and begin to make your way down the, the passage to the right? Yep. yep. Indeed yes. we do. Citra's taking point to make sure there are no trap traps. Citra, you take the lead. Sudi following, I assume, followed by Masika then Hollis. Yes. The passage extends ahead of you and you travel a short distance, no more than maybe about 35, 40 feet as you navigate your way down the passage. Ahead of you, you can tell the room opens up in a curious manner as it seems to open up into a circular chamber, a very odd architectural style for anything Osirian. The chamber almost looks like something akin to a silo. From one side to the other, it's about 25 feet across. The walls stretch up to a height of maybe some 25 feet and are capped with a dome. Hmm. Again, giving you almost the impression of being in the bottom of the silo. Weird. Painted on the floor of this circular chamber is a stylized sun. Its rays extending from the solar disk's edges in the center of this room, and then up creeping along the room's walls, steadily upwards, until it seems to form a reflection above, although the reflection above seems to be that of the moon at the apex of the dome. Tiny flecks of metallic material are embedded in the floor's stone as well as the surrounding walls. And as your light plays off of it, it looks something akin to stars. The walls in here have been painted a basalt black. Hmm. Uh, Citra, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Go ahead and add that trap finding bonus while you're at it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah, big silo. What do you think is going to happen if that trap goes off? I rolled an 11 for a 37. Citra, as you enter, you pause. See the center of the room. 
look back to the door that you passed through. Come to a subtle revelation, I imagine, as you hold a hand up to stop Sudi. You've entered a trap. It seems like if a living creature enters this room, they are fine. But if they attempt to leave the room, a trap triggers for any creature living that passes through this chamber. As I imagine you pause, you look this over. There's some magical runes inscribed cleverly hidden inside the rays of the radiating sunlight that seem to denote something along the lines of maybe some sort of blinding effect. <laughs> of course. It looks like it would target anyone inside of this room. If anybody tried to leave. Correct. Fun. Mm-hmm. Good thing we have the rogue going first. Nobody step inside. Uh, apparently coming in is fine, but leaving uh, is a problem. Yeah, the rays of the sunlight will blind you. That's interesting also that it's triggered off you leaving because it seems like the the four um, Toffets? Toffets. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The four Toffets also had keyed to us leaving because Hollis was trying to go to one of the other doors. I heard there was a hotel like this where you could come, but you could never leave. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible hotel. You can check out anytime you want. But if yeah. you can never leave, then how are you going to go to work to make money to afford your hotel? Oh, it was a weird hotel. All right. Well, sounds I'm going to try to disable this. <laughs> Does it sound cursed. Was, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, you stab it with your stilly knives. But you can never <laughs> kill the beast. Yeah. That's true. Regeneration. You do get pink champagne on ice, though. So it's, it's you know, good deal. Sure. So I rolled an 11 for a 44. I like that Rachel's like, I'm going to keep going. I don't know what y'all are. I, I get what y'all are doing, yeah. but like. We've made enough Hotel California jokes. We love Hotel California jokes. I do love it. I can play it on the guitar. It's a good Does song. Does not fall into our 90s references. No, this is a way That's back way reference. way before 90s. Yep. Haven't had that spirit here since 1969. Yeah, see. You time. step forward, kneel down, speak the command word, drop your bracers, pull out your picks. Again, so, many, so much active. I can't even remember exactly where you got those bracers. You got from them the, it, from, from the, the date, date palm. Yeah, from the faded guys from date yeah. palm. Yeah. Well, the little no, the worm. But he, no, the worm guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, worm. You scratch, 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 scratch. You think it's safe? I'm pretty sure I got it. Oh, before you come out here, why don't you do a once over that room? Well, you can also just go out the other side and see if it uh, triggers, right? Well, I was just meaning none of us want to go in there and somebody should make sure there's nothing, I don't know, secret doors or whatever. A single chamber or a single hallway exits out this chamber. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, check the chamber leaving. Yeah, you can make a perception roll if you so wish. Is this with my trap finding? No. I roll a 10 for a 29. Nope. There's a single obvious hallway leading out of this chamber. All right. Never From know. here, you can even tell that it seems to lead into an almost identical chamber. Oh, wow. There's another chamber that looks very similar to this one. I'm betting it's going to have a similar trap as well. Oh, there's like and another hallway from there? There's a hallway in front of me, yes. It goes into another room, just like this oh. one. Oh, so you have to bypass the, the trapped room in order to go to whatever this is. Seems okay. like. Okay, I thought this was a dead end. This all makes a lot more sense now. Do you wish to make your way to the next hallway? Follow my yep. lead. All right. Hollis will, like, you know, close her eyes and, like, hold on to... Well, I guess Narmer's in the bag. Maybe if Narmer's not in the bag, I'll hold his slipper. If not, I'll hold Masika's shoulder, just in case. Now that it's not burning hot outside, I imagine he wants to be out because, you know, he never yep. sees anything in the bag. Great. Let's form a daisy chain. 
it's unfortunate that we're walking a straight line. Could be really cool if I could do that little kid thing where like two people hold my hands and I swing back and forth between them. Mm. I've always wanted to do that. Narma, you can fly. I know, but it'd be cool. All right, we'll <laughs> swing you later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have plans for camp tonight. Uh, yes. Such I suppose you begin to approach towards the next chamber, looking almost identical in every single way. Seriously? Even with the hallway that leads out of this chamber exiting off the exact same 90 degree angle that it did in the previous chamber. Oh, uh, we're going to have to do something with light. So you're stepping forward into the room. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. It's interesting because we're running through here with the with the lights out, essentially. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and add your trap finding bonus to that. All right. I rolled a 14 for a 40. Yeah, it's trapped. You believe identical to the previous one. All right. Then I would like to disable it. You step forward, confident, as you successfully disabled the last it one. It has to have something to do with light or something we can see because the blinding is taking away your vision. Can you imagine not having Citra? This would suck. <laughs> Want to go from one room where everybody got blinded to another room where everybody gets blinded? That would be very bad. It's almost like like they specifically needed someone here to find traps. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they also wanted somebody to be real dang blind by the time they got through this. Like you're not supposed to come down here or something. What if you <laughs> came down here and like everyone got blinded and then you left and then you rested? And you woke up the next day, you removed everyone's blindness, came down here, walked into the next room, and everyone was blinded again. How do you leave <laughs> if you're blind, though? Carefully. Oh, oh, man, you just walk outside, and it's like, how do you judge how far to jump over the, over the lava? What if you're just stuck in here? Oh, what if you hadn't, like, deactivated the furnace, and then you're all dying? It could be real bad. I have a feeling that's kind of what they were going for. Uh, Citra rolled an 18 for a 51. 51? Oh, yeah. Wowzers. You already had this down pat from the last one, so. Yep. With deaf skill, you managed to disable this. All right. I'm pretty sure I got this one after getting a look at the last one, so. The hallway off to the side seems to go an exact same amount of distance and empty into an identical chamber. Oh, my gosh. Three of them? All right. Really? There's another one. <laughs> Does this just seem excessive to anyone else? Like, this just seems like like a lot of magic. You, you've... Remember everything I was about to say you've met, but we, well, we kind of met Chisisek. But anyway, you, you know the stories about Hakatep and Chisisek, right? Well, yeah, but if we get through the first one, we expect it in the second and third rooms. Well, it could be simpler to, uh, similar to the, uh, uh, you, you remember the tombs of his, of his guards where each one had their own separate thing. I wonder if it's lulling us into a false sense of security. Well, and at the end, it dumps you out until it's just a big, scary place. Blind and alone. <laughs> anyway. I'm just saying, if you played this adventure field. path and didn't have a rogue, this is where you die. That's why <laughs> Rick was kind of making a joke about one of the campaign traits giving you trap finding. Yep. Even if someone doesn't want to play the rogue, monk with trap finding. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Good gracious. All right. Making your way down the hallway. Yep. Such are you step forward, finding another chamber. Painted on the floor of it, a stylized sun rays extending outwards from the solar disk's edges, creeping up the room's walls. Flecks of metal on the surrounding walls, giving it a star-like quality. Citra, as you enter into the room, you can tell that it is identical to the previous rooms in every way but one. A single hallway exits out of this chamber, but instead of being on the right, the hallway is on the left. You may make a perception roll. Go now that trap finding bonus. Okay, this one wasn't as good. <laughs> 
That was what this is, is this is trying to get you to fail just by sheer number of rolls. I rolled a four for a 30. Unlike the previous two chambers, this chamber is not trapped. So we we step in. Yeah. And we have no reason not to. Yeah. Stepping into the chamber, there's a single exit out of this chamber. Curiously, as you look down the length of that hall, it does not enter into another room. Oh, thank goodness. Instead, it ends in what appears to be a solid block of green stone. Hmm. That's not stone. I mean, no stone I've ever seen. Can I use a survival check to identify the stone? Uh, you can make a nature check to identify the stone, although you'd have to go down the hallway to actually observe it. Well, yeah, because, like, I mean, there's a number of green stones that it could be. Well, I mean, let's go down the hallway. This has got to be a puzzle or something of some sort. Or so. it's a gelatinous cube. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. Is Citrus still taking point? Yep. Oh, Citrus, you make your way forward. Uh, exit the chamber to make your way down the hallway. There's a flash in the chamber behind you as the entire chamber does not fill with a blinding light, but instead a column of fire, which Sweet. consumes the entirety of the chamber immediately as Citra begins to pass <laughs> out. I will need a reflex wheat. save from the party. So I mean, wheat. can it do enough damage to hurt us? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably it can. Well, I got a 15, so I'm probably taking this. Uh, so I rolled a 19 for a 38. I'm not taking Kaboom. this. Boom. Uh, I roll a 14 for a 23. Fire is weird in the Temple of Fire. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 15 for a 34. Citrus, Sudi, the two of you taking point, this flash happens. Both of you dive forward. I imagine Citra hitting the ground, Sudi probably almost throwing himself on top of her as this fire blasts around. Hollis Masika further back, there is nowhere for you to go. Both of you take 62 points of damage before your fire resistance as this chamber explodes in searing Dang. flame. Dang. That's enough to make Hollis take some damage. Hollis takes 11 damage. <laughs> and I assume we're out of elemental resistance now. Oh, that's unfortunate. So unfortunately, that means that Masika takes so 62 at, or 63 afterwards as this blast Jeez. sears through. Before What's our okay, how much Yikes. is the fire resistance? 30, I believe. As Masika is blasted against the far wall. Steam, I imagine, rolling up off of her. As a side note, Hollis and Masika, you're both on fire. It can't do enough to get through your fire resistance, but it is burning your clothing. If you take a four in action, you can extinguish yourself. So I'm not going to worry about the fact that it's doing 46 points of damage to either of you. Okay. I will extinguish myself. Aren't your clothes part of your possessions? Don't they have the fire resistance? Yeah, but you're still caught on fire. It's napalm, basically, that oh, just blew through okay, this place. Oh, okay, okay. So, um... Mashika! <laughs> <laughs> She's melting! <laughs> Can you undo so that? Goes over like, blowing on her. Maybe you don't want to be ass in here. Uh, I'm going to use my healing hex on myself. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> uh, okay. My, my, my. And then a cure light wounds on myself because it doesn't have the cap. Hollis will be out of this room at this point because I'm not standing around in this, tire, this weird wall of fire room. Yeah. Well, Citra hadn't been using her lens of detection because I'd been doing so well, so Citra's going to pull out her lens of detection. Are you serious? Hollis just looks at you, dusts off her hat, which is slightly cinched. <laughs> hey, I usually remember to have that out, so... And well, also, I, mean, been, I just... I'd been rolling okay. You've been using your 10-foot spot range, so there's no reason to use the lens, so it made yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, that's sense. only within right in front of you. Yeah. You want to scour this room because we probably... It'll probably reset on the way out. Yeah. I, I Potentially, will do anyway. That. I'm gonna let you do that by yourself, though. I'm gonna stand over here. Citra would like to uh, extra check this room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Go ahead, make me a perception roll. Am I, can I use my trappy find? Sure, why not? Okay. And I'm using my lens. <laughs> you have evidence that there may or may not have been a trap in here. There's definitely a of trap. Of course. And now I roll a nat 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, with so all obvious of that, now that it's exploded, I get a 51. The runes are glowing now, so you're like, oh. Oops. Hey, look, there they are. <laughs> the good news is this trap does not reset. All right, let's go look at the end of this hallway. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now that we're all a little crispier. Not all. Not all just us. I was going to say, me and you didn't get hit. <laughs> shh. Shh. I'm trying to be sympathetic. I shh. can light you on fire if you'd like to be crispy. <laughs> you want to feel the fire? City's been burned enough for one lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go check out this green rock. A single hallway exits this chamber. Hopefully it's not an ooze. I don't want to fight an ooze. We managed to go this entire book without fighting an ooze. No, you stop putting it out there. You shush right now. You you keep that to yourself. You do not put that in the universe, Jordan Jenkins. <laughs> Oozes wouldn't look like a rock, though. They'd still be oozy. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it could be a trick of the light. It could be a flesh to stone that unfleshes to stone. I don't know. Oozes aren't made of flesh. They're made of ooze. I don't know. It could be some weird Ooze is its own form of, of matter. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's paranoid not quite a liquid, now. not quite a solid. Citra will step forward using her lens and all of her trap-finding tingles as she can. Use your Peter tingle. Use my Peter tingle. (laughs) (laughs) Using the lens, if you're using every five feet, takes, like, a long time to search the square. No, I mean when I get there. I'm just going to rely on my trap-finding for the hallway, and then once I get closer to our destination, then I'll pull out the lens. Sure. Make a perception roll if you wish. I would. Okay, is this with the trap-finding? Yeah, go ahead and add it. Yeah. You oh, my gosh. It will be every room. We knew this. Okay. That was a good roll. Actually, we also knew that every room was trapped, so we're not being paranoid. I was going to say, right. we Just were forewarned. With- I don't think they said that there were, I don't think they said every room. He just said know. a lot. Uh, I did roll a 16 with all the bonuses and whatnot. I got a 47. 47? Yes. Looks clear. Masika wants to figure out what type of stone this is. Yeah, you can make knowledge nature if you so wish. I suppose once Citra gives you the thumbs up. Uh, Masika rolls a 14, and that gets her a 40. This is green basalt. Curiously enough, it is a solid block of green basalt. I'm assuming it's really rare, and I would like to maybe stone tell it and have it tell me <laughs> tell me what, it, what, it's, what its life story is. Sudi, ask the rock what's happening. All right, Sudi will use his, uh, his stone tell ability. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, is there anything written on the rock? Is it just in this hallway? Hey, rock, what's I mean, your deal? <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, I'm basically going to like talk to the stone and be like, hey, are you designed to move? So you don't see anything written on this. Citra, while you're looking this over, again, you don't see any traps on here. You can tell that there appears to be a release switch set into the side of the wall here. Not on the basalt, but next to it. Ask it what's on the other side, Sudi. I mean, I'm not sure if it will entirely be aware of it. I haven't really talked to a lot of stones, but uh, yeah, sure. Masika, is this like a rare stone? <laughs> to be out in the desert, yeah. So, Sudi, uh, what do you what do you say to the stone? You step forward, you lay a hand on the smooth surface of the green basalt. Are you designed to move, or are you always here? I've been here a long time. You didn't even say hello first. You're very rude. I've been here a long time, thanks. I can't be moved. But I've been here a long, long, long time. Not a lot of people talk to me. Not a lot of people can talk to you. There was a man. He talked to me. But that was a long, 
long, <laughs> long time ago. Who was the man? What can you tell me of this man who used to talk to you? He seemed like a good man. He didn't move me. He hit me with a small rock. <laughs> hit me? What? Small, small, small pieces of me went skittering off. A chisel? <laughs> this is the guy that chiseled him out of the yes. earth. So what's he doing here? It. What's she... on the other side? I was on a boat once. <laughs> I love him. We should take him with us. <laughs> Let me shrink object. I... Oh my gosh. Shrink, shrink object? Really? What's, what's on, on the, other, the side? other side? The opposite side of where I am. Oh, it's a big room. I think that's what they called it. A big, big, big room. I love him. <laughs> kind of like a cave. Hmm. But that's not. very interesting. Sudi turns back to everybody. All I right, have friends so here. What, this, friends? this stone doesn't move itself. It can move, it says. Are you being nice to that rock? I'm being very nice to the rock. Have you even introduced yourself? You know, that's a good point. Sudi puts oh his hand gosh. back on the stone. You gotta be friendly to things. My name is Sudi Kantar. What are you known as? I don't have a name. I was born a long... I love him so much. Long... <laughs> Favorite NPC. <laughs> long time ago. Can I uh, Can I put a name up a for vote? Rocky? Oh, there's already a Rocky. No, we already have Rocky. Narmer, the Oz? rock needs huh? a name. Rocky Senior. <laughs> no, Oz, <laughs> because he is a green rock. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay. Oz? Green, greeny. Oz. Oz. Okay. Oz oh, is fine. <laughs> I'm going to call him Rocky Senior. You are no fun, you Wizard of Oz weirdo. All right. So, so he still has <laughs> his hand on the stone. on the other side of the... What's in the you cave? Big rock there was big lava there, too. Oh. Was? Go he back says into there's the a cave on the in? other side, then there's lava there? Oh, no. I was still thinking about my home where I came from. Oh. There oh. was lava there, too. Well, I'm a form of extrusive igneous rock. He's not formed wrong. Formed in volcanoes. Awesome. That's pretty cool. What's in What's in the cave? I'm rich in magnesium and iron. <laughs> rock facts, baby. <laughs> welcome to Welcome to the Find the Path Geology podcast, where we talk about all the different types of rock. Ask him if we can get him out of the wall. Take him with us. He's so big. We We technically can. I'm <laughs> sure. All right, so he says that there was a man who used to talk to him um, by the description, the person who chiseled him out of a quarry and formed him into this shape. Oh. He was on the boat once, but hasn't had any contact with anybody since. Ask him if anybody has chiseled any little markings on him anywhere, you know, like runes. And what's on the other side of him besides a room? Is there anything else in there? And how do we get him out of here? Because this is very sad. He said, he said it's like a cave, but not. Well, it's just a big room. He's only got a small... F I mean, his frame of reference is rock stuff. One of my friends looks like you. Wait, what? do you have a friend who looks like me? I have two friends. One of them room? looks like you. What does I the other one look like? Not you. Nice. <laughs> Inside, we're going to have a cat folk statue to fight? That would be funny, actually. Ask him how they're his friends. I'm confused. Are they statues? <gasps> are they here? How do you know they are your friends? They came from the same... Ignis rock formation I did. They're like brothers. We have a, a silent friendship. Oh. Are they in the room? I should never ever talk to rocks ever again. This Are, they Are they in the room? Are they in the room? 
Are they in the next room beyond you? Or further inside? They're in the room. Do they move Do they move? Do they move? No, but I think they can be moved. I don't move. You will when we get you out of here, little friend. I mean, he's a rock. He's probably fine. Just chilling. Yeah, I, mean, he's a rock. <laughs> I don't know if calling him a rock is doing him justice. This is at least a five foot tall. He is a massive Who knows how boulder. thick boulder. He is a thick, a dummy thick boy. <laughs> you know, he kind of reminds me of the rock, rock trolls from uh, The Witcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen rocks move twice. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. That was neat. That's very interesting. I want to call you the Great and Powerful Oz. How does that sound to be your name? Okay. (laughs) All right, so. so, So he turns back. So, apparently there are other things that were quarried out of the same stone formation as Oz here. Okay. Uh, They don't move on their own, but they can be moved, which means I guess they are similar doors. Maybe. He said one of them looks like me and one of them looks like not me. They're probably statues. That's so one kind is of what I thought and too. one probably isn't. Oh, so maybe. looks like you could be like, that could be a Bastet situation. That could be, could a, be a human situation. Statue. I don't know really how, how detailed it could really get. The perception of stone is not really uh, detail oriented. Hmm. Don't know. So we want to try to, uh, to move Oz. And go into Did the he next have room. any stuff chiseled upon him? Like a rune hiding on the back that's going to F us up when we go past it? I don't think he would know. Does he have a tattoo is what I'm asking. <laughs> like a rock tattoo. So he just looks at you confused. I don't I don't think he's going to have the concept of what a tattoo is. Well, if somebody chiseled little markings on him, he would have felt it, right? That's how that works. Well, from the, from the way he described his contact with people, he said that there was basically the person who quarried him out and shaped him, and no one else talked to him. And talking to him apparently is like chipping pieces off of him. Okay. I don't know. I'm new to the whole talking to stone thing. I mean, I've never talked to a rock before, but it sounds very fun. It's interesting. I mean, they speak kind of slowly. I don't suppose he knows how we can get past him. I would imagine it was that switch you found. He just said he can be moved, but not that he... He does not move himself. I mean, pull the lever. Yep. Hold the as lever long as crunk. it's not trapped, then I shall well, hold the lever. Well, that's traps. <laughs> you already did that. Yep. So we pull the lever, and hopefully Oz moves away. Depressing the switch, there is a soft rumbling, which barely but not entirely covers up the sound of clicking gears. Mm. Mm. The block ahead of you shifts down, sliding downwards into the floor. Sudi, for a moment you hear a distant, I'm moving. It's having a great time. Before the block sinks entirely, to the point that it becomes perfectly flush with this floor below, revealing beyond it what appears to be a spacious chamber. Cool. Does the chamber have exits before I walk in? From where Citra is standing right now, Citra glancing into the chamber, you can see that there are at least eight pillars, and then the chamber stretches way off towards your left-hand side out of your immediate line of sight unless you enter the room. All right, Hollis is going to pull out her removable rod just in case, and I'll, I'll stick it on the rock in the floor. Nice. In case the door tries to close, yeah. <laughs> Do you wish to make your way into the room? As long as there are no traps in the door frame. Not that you see. All right, then Citra will step inside. Making your way forward, the chamber beyond is large and spacious, 
With all of your collective dark vision from either natural or artificial means, <laughs> uh, you can see out to a range of 60 feet, which does not let you see the far side of this chamber. Wow, big. Huh. There are two rows ahead of you of pillars, double rows of hieroglyphic covered pillars that run down the length of this large chamber. As you step in, you step over the top of this perfectly square green platform and into this room. Off towards the left-hand side, you can see a statue of a regal figure, hmm. a cat-headed woman holding yeah. a large bowl in her lap. Cool. With dried flowers spilling over the brim. Hmm. On the floor before the statue is a painting depicting a religious supplicant bearing an offering. Hmm. From here, that's all you can see. I right, to put down my movable rod. There you go, Oz. You got a friend for a little while. <laughs> so he just like puts his foot on Oz. So I found your other friend. Is there something that you want me to tell them? Oh my gosh, Sudi. <laughs> oh no. We have a silent understanding. Like old roommates that never complain about who does what chores. How do you know about roommates? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> but you know what? I'm just going to be like, all right, great. And then step off. Do you wish to make your way further into the chamber? Hey, is that a golem? Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. I'd uh, like to know if this is a golem. Is Bastet going to come to life and kill us? I do love it. Looks clear. I mean, we fought all the other deities as statues. Yeah, right. <laughs> this place is big. I assume it's still like oppressively hot in here, right? I mean, not right now, considering the temperature is steadily cooling. And since there's no lava in this chamber, you imagine this chamber would have been uncomfortably hot before. Okay. But with your magical protections, it's not too bad. I say we stick real close to Citra. Uh, yes, definitely. Yep, Citra's gonna take it one five-foot step at a time and kind of make her way east into the chamber. Making your way forward, you can see that opposite of the the eight pillars running floor the ceiling that you'd seen when you stepped in, on the far side of the room, on the uh, eastern side of the room as you made your way in from the north, are another set of eight pillars bringing the total number of pillars in the spacious chamber up to 16. Wowzers. From one side to the other in this chamber, you can tell that it is over 100 feet in length and width-wise closer to the point of almost 40 or 50 feet. Hmm. Wild. Beyond the large statue off towards your left, this statue again stretches floor to ceiling. It's almost like those, uh, uh, what do they call them? Something like Ketri uh, columns? Oh, the, the, columns, the columns that, that have statues. the statues? Yeah. Yeah. This appears to be either. something akin to that, where the back of the chair that this regal lion-headed woman is sitting upon forms all the way up to the ceiling, almost making it a column itself. Hmm. And as you begin to approach and your, your vision allows you to see to the far side of the chamber, you can see that there's a second statue. This one appears to be, appears to be a statue of a camel-headed man. Hmm. He has an empty oversized bowl in his lap. Yeah, he, he looks not like you, Sudi. Yep, <laughs> not me. As you make your way forward, you can see that there are alcoves off towards the far right-hand side. Each one of these alcoves seems to have images carved into their surfaces, not hieroglyphs, but artistic depictions of bowls. The bowl in the far alcove seems to depict a bowl holding flowers, while the one in the side of the room that you came in from shows an empty bowl. Do oh, you think we got to line these bowls up? I don't know. Or fill their bowls with flowers? Where are we gonna get flowers? So who's the uh, who's the camel-headed deity? I assume it's there deity. is no camel-headed god. That's what I thought. So who the That's heck is this weird. guy? Can we go inspect him? If you so wish. Uh, who's wanting to do what in here? Hollis. 
Well, Hollis is going to stick with Citra, so if Citra will come look at Camel-Headed Guy, I would like to inspect him. I mean, I can go look at Camel-Headed Guy. Mostly because I don't want to walk across this room when it has not been looked for traps. Alright, I guess Masika is going to try to look at the stuff on the walls and the statues and try to sort out if there's any kind of correlation there. Okay. And uh, I think, Sudi, because I've got uh, a couple more minutes of the uh, of the uh, stone tell, I'll uh, I'll talk to the Bastet statue yes. and see if it if it knows like what's supposed to be done here. So, Masika, again, you are uh, once again to the north of the two green basalt statues. Considering that the tops of these are flat and the other one sank into the ground, you wonder if the one you were talking to was carved into the shape of a deific statue as well. Oh. Until they sank all the way down into the ground, making oh. a flat platform for you to walk across. So maybe these all sink and open up to different places. Hmm, could be. Uh, I'll also give it to Masika since you are looking around. Um, you can, of course, translate the hieroglyphs on the pillars. Mm-hmm. However, you think that it would probably take you about two minutes per pillar. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, we didn't want you to be an ice person anyway. <laughs> mm. Well, you only have so long before Hollis's fire resistance wears off. True. Well, I mean, the temperature should be coming down. The temperature enough. is dropping. It'll just be uncomfortable. All right, but there's not any sort of check or anything that makes sense of these statues and or anything about them or anything. They're just I think here. flowers mean something. Uh, they just appear to be statues. Uh, Sudi, how often can you use the stone tell? Uh, just once per day for fifteen minutes. Okay. Minute per level. So. Yeah, it hasn't been 15 minutes yet. It took you about six minutes to carry on that conversation before, so you probably have a good, you know, six or seven minutes left since it lets you speak with any stone. Sweet. So I suppose you step forward, glance up towards the statue, place a hand on it. Why are there flowers inside of your bowl here, friend? I didn't ask for them. (laughs) But then who put them here? They just show up. How often do they show up? I don't know. The rock has no concept of time. It's an el- time is meaningless to the semi-immortal beings of rocks. Well, also there's no light source or anything in here, so even if it wanted to, it couldn't tell how time was passing. Huh. Hey, Hollis, I think these fl- flowers, I think they're magically put here. Huh? Yeah, the stone says that they just appear. When? They don't know. Hmm. All right. So at some point they seem to just come. I mean, the fact that they're dried means that they're. Somewhat often. I don't know mm. how long it takes for flowers to dry out like this. To dry, but not be desiccated and turn to dust. I, I'm glad that you think, like, Hakatep has a garden in here and he's just replacing the flowers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the magic conjuration. <laughs> I they were magically created here. Sudi <laughs> will uh, we'll, we'll turn back to the statue. Are you capable of moving? I can't move, although I could be moved. <laughs> what would I have to do to move you? People used to come here. Not like you. Kind of like her. Not her. The other her. Mm-hmm. Citra. What did they used to do when they came here? Take the flowers. They would pour something in the bowl. I don't know what. Not water. I know water. But something. Hmm. Interesting. So apparently what they did was they came and took the flowers and then they poured some kind of liquid. Not water, but something liquid. Is that Sekhmet or Bastet? Looking this over, it's actually hard to tell. It definitely doesn't look like a lion head, but the ears aren't correct for Bastet either. It looks like something more akin to an Osirian lynx, which doesn't correspond to either deity. The thing that they put in the bowl? Was it warm? 
Uh, was the, the liquid that was put in the bowl, was it warm or cold? I have trouble telling the difference, but I'd say everything here is warm. Okay, <laughs> I was trying to get. Sidney just has a look of why did I even ask that question? And turns back. Putting the liquid in the bowl is what makes her move. Did putting the liquid in the bowl cause you to move? Yes, for a short time, and then I'd move again, and the liquid would be gone, and there'd be flowers. Ah. Ah. Okay. So apparently, whatever liquid they put in this causes it to move, and then flowers come out of it. And it's I bet it's moving. blood. Maybe you should talk to the camel. Oh, we're looking at the camel to see what his situation is over here. Uh, looking this over, either of you may make a perception roll if you so wish. I will try to do that. I will roll very badly and get a five for a 20. I did not roll a five. <laughs> I rolled a 12 for a 31. You can determine two things of interest about this. First off, there is a very faint seam around the base of this statue. Oh. That gives you the impression that this statue can move. More accurately, the statue can be moved. <laughs> the second thing you would notice is that there's probably a mechanical apparatus identical to the other one to allow you to do so. Nice. I suppose third point I'll go ahead and throw in there. That is not on this side of the statue. Yep. Okay. So you have to do the offerings or whatever. Detect magic. That's what I'm doing now on the bowl. I guess Masika is going to cave and start reading these pillars. I'll start with the one closest to where we came in. I'll do the first one, and Narmer can start on the second one. Okay. Uh, detecting magic, you can tell that this magic bowl has a divination effect on it. Although specifically what that divination spell does, you're not certain. Hmm. More that it would be able to identify something placed inside of the bowl. Hmm. Uh, Sudi, also go ahead and make me a perception roll since you've been messing around with the central statue. Sweet. Oh boy, I rolled a three for a 28. 28 still high enough. Woo! As you're looking over the statue, you do notice that there are a number of designs, specifically around the bowl, but also in the robes of the statue. In the robes of the statue, it seems to be a purely an artistic flourish. However, in the case of the bowl, you note that the filigree along the front of the bowl, if you turn your head in just the right way, reveals the, the ancient Osiriani hieroglyph for perfume. I think I know what goes in the bowl. Oh, good. Apparently, there's around the circle of the bowl here, it says perfume on it. Well, we don't have any perfume. Or, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Sudi quickly goes and checks the treasure to see. Because I don't know. I think we had perfume at one point. I think we sold it. What would the rest of you like to do? I want to take out my... We definitely don't have any perfume. Water skin and pour some water in this bowl. If we're all cool with that. It's probably not going to work. Wait, see on your bowl if you've got something that says whatever goes in the bowl. Ours doesn't have a label. Sudi, come talk to this statue. I mean, it's it, they said that they took the flowers from this place. Maybe the flowers go in that statue? Come talk to it. Okay, fine. Sudi will go walk over there. I'll say you have about a minute left or so because you guys have been speaking to a lot of statues. Yep, Sudi will go over there real quick. Place a hand on it. Hello, friend. Hello. You seem to have a bowl. I do. What do people put in your bowl to make you move? Sometimes people put flowers in my bowl. Hmm. Do they ever put anything else in your bowl? Some lady tried to put water in my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I don't really know why. People put water in, in my friend's bowl. Oh, or that's something what goes in the other like one. it. I don't know. So okay. 
Water in the one bowl to make the flowers bloom, and then you put the bloomed flowers in the other bowl. You'd put the flowers in this next one to to go through this passage, so that appears to be it, but we don't have any perfume, so... Well, that sounds like it's your... your spell ends. <laughs> wow, that statue's about to get sassy with sassy. you! That's a, that was a spicy statue. Can we use the flowers <laughs> to make statue. perfume? <laughs> Why don't we take those dead flowers and put them in this bowl and see if it works? I mean, we can try. It probably won't. I imagine that this is a phase, like, you have to go through all of them in order. Well... Oh, should I go get my rod so the other one can come back up then? If you do, we might be trapped in here. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm well aware that we could be trapped in here if we don't have any perfume and we don't have whatever it takes to get out of here. Why would we have perfume? Who just has perfume? Well, if you're going to make Fancy offerings... Fancy ladies. Yeah, if you're going people? to make offerings to deities... <laughs> I mean, priests. Yeah, any number of things <laughs> could be used as offerings. Oh, yours smelled like perfume all the time, if I recall. Yeah, I did. Anybody got any... Uh, <laughs> It, it, you don't happen to have perfume in your spell component pouch, do you, Masika? No. Pretty sure that's not part of the standard spell component pouch. Is like something to, to a little spritzer to, you know. It is a material component for equal splendor. I don't think that's actually true. <laughs> it would be great, though. Can we make perfume? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's kind of a process. I have fancy incense. That's not perfume. It is if you mix a little bit of the incense with some water, maybe? No, that's not <laughs> that's how dirt. it works. <laughs> that's just ashy water. That's just ashy water. Are we defeated water. by perfume in this moment? What is this? I don't like it. Well, you have limited wish, right? I'm not using it to get perfume. <laughs> also, I we have to, to get the scroll. key. Masika says as she continues to translate this I mean, do pillar. you want to spend 1,500 gold of I mean, actually, it's just a spell, this uh, scroll, because I don't have another diamond that big. Uh, so that probably feels like not. Perhaps silly. we help Masika translate these pillars and it will give us an alternative. Uh, Maybe. I mean, we could try. Do they all say the same thing? I don't probably know. Probably not. They do not. Hey, all right, we will go start Masika reading Masika and have successfully translated two of the pillars so far. All right, I'll pull Sugar out to have her start looking at one, too. All right, by the six of us, hopefully we can move relatively quickly through these. Okay. So uh, with the remaining 14 pillars between the six of you, you can translate the rest of all of those over the course of about the next three minutes and kind of confer about four minutes. Okay. All right, we confer. What's so, on these? I guess the question is how long have we been in here also because we got to keep track of that. Um, at this point, from when you basically started left, went around the way, all the rest of that good stuff, by the time that you finish translating all of these, it'll probably been about 15 minutes or so. Okay. Going through translating these, uh, does that mean Masika's back to non-icy? Yeah, I'm sure. It only lasts 15 minutes. Going around translating all of these, the hieroglyphs on the pillars appear to be a philosophical treatise. These discuss in complex terms the ideas of pleasing the gods, something that becomes apparent soon after the translation of the symbols has begun, seems to be a more, a more negative view of the deities. Mm, of course. I mean, we based on the entrance, they were not fans. The central conceit of this treatise is that the gods are fickle, and will never be fully appeased by mortals or their sacrifices. I mean, yeah. they're not wrong. <laughs> it raises specifically the idea that many deities are in fact less pleased with the idea of receiving an offering than it is of taking an offering or something of import from another deity. Oh, that's why you take the, the perfume flower things and you go and give them to the other thing. Which means we need the first thing, so I'm going to have to move my rod. 
Oh, you know what? I wonder if the first stone will give you, like the first statue gives, the one that we, the Oz, if Oz will give you perfume, you take the perfume to the place and so on and so yeah. forth. What if somebody goes out, pick up the rod, let the statue come back up, let us give like- Give it a five minute count and see. And then like know? click the button yeah. again and put the thing back down. We could do that. Um, anyway, Somebody that what? can go through stone Fini- perhaps. Finish the readings. No, that's it. If pertinent for Citra, you're also under the impression that if you were on the other side of one of these statues, you'd be able to attempt to disable the device because you could actually reach the mechanisms. That's true. But you can't do that from the front side of the statue. Ooh. Oh, I immediately hate the idea I'm about to suggest. I could stone to flush the stone. No. And we could cut through it. We have backup no. plans. No, that's I don't gross. think stone and to I flush works on them. something that's not a lot. That no, wasn't it actually, actually does. fleshy It before. does. It's gross. Yes, it does. <sighs> no, we're not creative. Doing, no. It covers no. the rules of using that on a stone wall that's, and cutting your way through a wall if you want. It's that's like plan terrible. Z. Okay, cool. But we do have backup yeah, no, plans. That's a we gross have a plan. contingency, and the contingency <laughs> is disgusting. God, that is Nightmare what? Fuel Z. <laughs> well, if we don't want to use that, we can, who's, when are we going to use flesh to st- or, yeah, stone to flesh? Anyway, anyway. Stone I to flesh is if one of us gets petrified. After so. everything that Sudi went through this, this would be the nightmare that would haunt him for the, <laughs> the decades to come. We yes. befriended Oz, and then we cut him open as a <laughs> yes, fleshy creature. Because his greatest fear would be he uses the oh statue ability. They use that and turn him into a giant pile of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they just. Uh, although I think that you. would just turn me back to regular, but like, ew, just a goobly wobbly. Anyway, it's gross, flesh. but it's there. It's an idea. I don't. I'm like gonna it. go get my rod, I guess, because we need the statue to come up. Yeah. Moving the rod, the statue immediately raises back up into place, revealing a camel-headed statue holding uh, an empty bowl in its lap. All right, we can't ask him what. He, uh, water. We put water in here, right? We don't no, know. Water was. The, I thought the last. No. Water. Yeah, yeah. Water would be in that one. All right, I put water. Nothing happens. All right, I don't put water. What? <laughs> well, you've already put water in there. All right, Narmer, got any bright ideas? I could spit in a bowl. That's acid. That's not perfume. What does the camel got give you when you put water in there? Wait, wait. If we, what's uh, what's in the uh, alcove across from this uh, Western camel head guy? It is a depiction of an empty bowl. I am so freaking. Confused. And the one next to it is also empty. Like this, the one across from the cat lady. The one is empty? across from the large statue is a depiction of a religious supplicant bearing an offering. Okay, and the one okay. at the very end has flowers. Is a bowl with flowers. Okay, but each of the statues has nothing, correct? The central statue has a bowl of flowers. Okay, so we need to move the flowers to the one with the camel. All I right, think. we move. The, yep. I scooped right, the we'll water out of this one that's on the uh, western side. Okay. Okay, we take the flower, the dead flowers, and put them in the the eastern camel's bowl. Okay. Collecting the flowers, taking them over there, placing them in the bowl. The moment you move your hands away, the statue shifts and steadily sinks down into hey, the floor. Hey, nice. Huh. All right. All right. We did it. We, we, we just 100% overthought that entire yeah. thing. Hollis puts her rod back down to make sure this one doesn't cut back up till we're ready. Oh, uh, goodness. Does anybody have a courtesan's kit that has perfume in it? <laughs> Sudi does not have a courtesan's kit. Uh, I have a courtier's outfit. When we go through the store and come back out, this statue will rise with whatever it is we need to put in the first one, potentially. I was looking to see if Masika's grooming kit happened to have, like, perfume. No, it has soap, but the courtesan's kit has, uh, has perfume. I don't have a kit. I have a courtier's outfit, but I don't think No, that would come with perfume. Yeah. No. No, this is the, it has, like, a razor and oils and solves and all sorts of other Fancy shenanigans. Stuff. Yeah. There's no way this is going to require us adventurers to carry perfume. 
that is a really weird thing that no adventurers carry. My my thought is it would be one of those. Th- it might be one of those things that if you have perfume, maybe there's something really good behind it. If you don't, it's not necessary. Mm, nah, don't believe. That's me metagaming it a there's bit. There's a big maybe. hallway. A long hallway stretches ahead of you on the other side of this door. As this opens, you can feel the heat rolling in from this room beyond. I assume you begin to make your way down the uh, the length of the passage. Yep. Checking for traps. Citra leading the way. Yep. Citra taking point, leading the way. Masika, Sudi, Holly, Hollis, Holly. Holly. Masika, Holly. Sudi, Hollis <laughs> following along behind you. You make your way forward into a large chamber from one side to the other, a distance of some 30 feet. A bubbling pool of lava bracketed by stone ledges on your side and the opposite side fills most of this chamber at the depth of some five feet below where you are. A thin stone pillar rises from the center of the lava pool, supporting on it a tiny gemstone. Huh. This is what all but one of you sees. Uh-oh. Hollis. Hollis. Oh, can yep. I see invisibility? Invisible friend. There are two walls. Oh. Invisible oh. walls of force halfway through the center of this chamber. (laughs) One rises up to a height of just over your head. The other one, after a six-inch wide gap, rises all the way up to the ceiling. The (laughs) bottom one sinks all the way down to the lava below. So you would jump forward thinking you could grab this and hit it and go to the lava. Wow. Okay, y'all, there's there's invisible (laughs) walls here, so you cannot jump across. And get the, the stone. Ha! I smart. love this person's brain, by the way. Dude, whoever this is, is a devious, devious, conniving person, and I'm here for it. It's Unfortunately, amazing. Hollis does have sea visibility, so, ah, well. Ah, uh, you know what? Unfortunately. Does the, do the walls go all the way across, like, from one side of the room to the other? Yes. The only way through is the six-inch gap in the center. Oh, there's, like, a little baby gap. Narmer might be able to squeeze through. It's a six-inch gap, so... He's tiny. Size, I am a right? tiny, shyish creature. So yeah, I probably can. Uh, Technically, despite my common artistic representation, I'm no bigger than a cat. I just look really big because I'm next to Mashika, who's tiny. It's true. <laughs> Narm is real good at math. Uh, Hollis will give you give Narmer like exact <laughs> measurements of like the space okay. so that he can find it. Hollis, Hollis, I'm gonna need you to translate that into metric. Oh sure, one second, <laughs> and then I give you that instead. <laughs> Should I go? Masika cast detect magic first to see if that stone or anything is Trapped. magic. Yeah. Uh, no, but there do appear to be two magical effects somewhere uh, in the center no. of this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Narmer, be really, really careful. Why does this seem like such a bad idea? <laughs> it's the only idea we got. All right. So there's literally only a six-inch gap to get to this gem. Yes. Wait, can you okay. mage hand that stuff off there? If it's a magic gem, it. no. But if it's not, yes. Cause like what like what I'm thinking is like, can somebody's arm reach in? Like how far is this? Like, like I mean, it's 20 feet into the room. It's in the pillar. It's like it's or 15 feet into the room. It's like right there. I mean, I could also maybe dispel one of these walls. Well, I just I don't want to send Narmer out there if there's a trap. There's no way of knowing if there's a trap. I unless I can get closer, which I mean, I theoretically could fly over there, but. You could fly over there, or if you acrobatics over there, you could attempt to. It would be difficult because you're blindly grabbing, grab the lip at the top of the wall of force. Or then you miss and you fall into the lava. Yeah, that yeah, seems I'm risky. Not. I would fly. Um, can I, just, I mage hand and see if I can 
get the stone just to see if it's if it's magical. I'm trying I can't. to think like how would Hakatep do this, right? And he would try to mage hand it. But if it's not magical, I should in theory be able to get it, as long as it doesn't weigh more. I than, mean, like, Masika five told pounds. you that she only detects the walls of force. Okay, I, I mage. I'm a mage hand because mage hand can't die. Reaching a hand up, mage handing, the tiny gemstone floats off the top of the pillar. Something bad's gonna Slides happen. Slides through the six-inch gap into your hand. Run away. We should. As run. it does so, yep. Two things, eh, three things happen. We should run. We should probably first. Run. The pillar quickly sinks down to being level with the lava below. Uh oh. Secondly, Hollis, you see that the two walls of force disappear. Uh oh. Thirdly, you see a five-foot-wide horizontal wall of force appears, bridging the gap between this side and the opposite side. Uh oh. Is this about to cut us in half? No, no, no. No, no. it's a bridge. It's making a bridge. It goes across to the other side. There's a bridge now. (laughs) And that's all? Wait, so what's that stone then? Oh, maybe it's... Oh, you had to solve the puzzle. You should be able to walk here. I, like, point out You can make an appraise check if you so wish. I I will. I will make an appraise check. I roll a five for an 18 because this is my life. I don't know why I didn't take ten. It's a nice looking rock. It's a shiny rock. Here you go, Masika. You like rocks. Well, you know about rocks. I I just want to know about rocks. Masika rolls a 17 for a 27. What is this? Nice. (laughs) Uh, This is a beautiful small green gemstone, commonly referred to as a peridot. Oh, Oh, cool. Um, Isn't it peridot? I think it it is pronounced maybe peridot. I don't know. It's probably French. Peridot, according to Google. And I have been pronouncing it wrong my whole life. Now you know. Uh, Yep, the peridot is uh, a small gemstone. Honestly, it is no larger than about your thumbnail. Mm. And uh, oh. you think it's worth about 50 gold? That seems See, shockingly low. this is low. worth 50 gold. That's weird. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a lot for such an elaborate uh, protection mechanism. Well, then there must be something on the other side that we haven't seen from here if there's a bridge. Yeah, it should. You can walk. I don't have any reason to believe it will go away when you walk on it. I think this was like essentially we solved the puzzle. But what's on the other side? I don't know. You know as much as I know. We could ask Sugar. Sugar probably doesn't know. Why would Sugar know? Sugar, do you know something about this? Why did the chicken cross the Why did the chicken cross the lava pit? Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) They did. That's a lie. Slander is a lie. Get to the other side and slap you in the face for this joke. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Citra's going to draw her scimitar in case she needs to fly on the quick. uh, Smart. She is going to slowly step on the bridge. Yeah, Hollis is going to float herself across with her overland flight. Yeah, you cross to the other side. Huh. Okay. You're on a five-foot-wide, 25-foot-long platform on the other side of the lava. Again, searching for secret As a side note, the lava is quickly cooling. Oh, great. Like, cool. there's, a, there's a black surface to this formed as the lava steadily cools. Nice. Okay, I would like to see if there are any uh, hidden doors, secret passages. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. I rolled a three, four, a 27. Checking over the surrounding walls. There is a secret door. Mm. Hey. Approaching close to it, running your fingers along the edges here, one of the perfectly formed stones on the side of it can be depressed. Is it trapped? Looks clear. I shall push it. There's a soft mechanical clicking sound, and the door slides into the wall, almost forming a perfectly smooth surface there, like a perfectly positioned pocket door. Revealing beyond it a short hallway that then turns off towards the left. Hmm. Citra would like to mosey her way into the hallway. <laughs> mosey. 
making your way forward. The hallway turns quickly from straight ahead to the left. Following this along, it leads you to the end of the passage where you see a large block of dark red stone. Red this time. It exudes this warmth into the hallway here. Uh-oh. And there are two arrow shapes, like triangles, like the heads of arrows, carved into it, each about the size of a full-grown person's palm. Set at approximately just above waist level. You can see that there's another set of two, two arrow-like shapes carved about just over head level, identical in position on the stone. Okay. There doesn't appear to be another way out of this hall. We might need something from the lion lady uh, at the chamber behind her. Are there any hieroglyphs or anything to give us some direction or just the arrows? Just the arrow shapes. Do we need to put something in you those? You probably need to touch the right symbols in the right order or something like that. Well, I think they're all the same symbol. Correct. Well, but they're, but why would there be two of them at, at waist level and two of them above your head? I just Seems feel like weird. we need four little items to put one in each one. Maybe you need uh, four hands. Or four arrowheads. Is this uh, is the peridot an arrowhead shape? No. It's ovular magic. There's no magic on this. Which isn't surprising because there's been almost no magic on any of these statues. Yeah. It's all clockwork stuff that Chisisex built. <laughs> do the arrow things look like something should go in them? If you kind of like put a little hand on them, do they look like they dep like would depress or something? Like if you just kind of like tap them a little bit, do they have a little give to them? Fondling around at it. I suppose all of you just squeezing into the end of this passage to kind of look at this. Please don't use the word fondling. <laughs> yeah, we're all cuddling. Yeah, anyone that wishes to, you can make a perception check to look it over. I'm going to let Narmer look because Masika's perception's real bad. I'm going to take 10 for a 35. That was a good idea. Okay. I rolled a 9 for a 24. Uh, Narmer rolls a 12, which gets him a 30. Stitcher rolled an 8 for a 27. Okay. Looking this over, Narmer, like, pressing himself up against it. I think I can hear, like, a shaft ticking. That's from you. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Sudi, placing your hand against this, trying to depress, there's nothing to depress. However... You note that the, the curved portion at the bottom of these arrows is actually carved indentation. There's a carved indentation behind it. Oh, like you could grip it. Almost as if you can stick your hands in and hook your fingers onto uh, it. Oh, this seems like a bad idea. As you consider that, look this over. It's almost like a climbing wall that goes to nowhere. Huh. Hmm. Sudi uh, shifts past Citra. I want to try something. Have at it. This is a weird idea. Sudi will put his uh, like two feet on the bottom ones and his and two hands at the top. Does anything happen? Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Okay. What are you hoping to happen? All I'm picturing is like Sudi, like one of those cats that's stuck on a screen yeah, like door. <laughs> <laughs> I literally made that like that. that like, you guys can't even see my feet, but I was making that with my feet. Like I was grabbing like that. I roll a fourteen for a thirty-nine. You do note one thing happen. You think the door ever so slightly shifts down. Huh. As if slightly depressed, maybe by your weight. Can you push down and like you're actually climbing? I mean, Sudi will try that, but there's nowhere for him to grip on. No. I mean, again, you could drop down and grab on it, or feasibly you could put your hands against the ceiling and push down with your feet. But So, okay, so it looks like it is depressing a little bit based on my weight. So, I mean, with enough force, we might be able to pull it down. Hollis, you have the immovable rod, right? No, it's blocking the other door. Oh, it's blocking the exit. Uh, I thought you had two. No, I only have one. Oh. Hollis is just going to touch the ceiling in that area just to make sure it's real. Seems to be. 
Okay. All right. You're tall enough that if you stand up on your tiptoes, you can kind of reach up there. Perfect. I'll do a little hop. Huh. Uh, Masika shrugs and jumps up onto Sudi's back. Let's add some more weight. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's one way to help. <laughs> I mean, you add a little bit of weight. Does it shift anymore? A tiny bit, like a fraction. Not enough, huh? I think we're going to have to be significantly heavier. Everyone jumps on Sudi's back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Masika to be will fair, drop down. Sudi's going to come into this next room like a like a mama gorilla with all of her babies clinging <laughs> to her back. Sudi's liftoff ground is like 460 pounds, so I mean, you know. And Masika will drop down off of instilling herself in a piggyback ride. We you need know. something heavy. Because think about who... <laughs> I'm going to diss my own class of folk for a second, but... Wizards don't do heavy and pull and stuff. There has to be a way to do this that wouldn't require you to be an actual giant. I wonder if it's something behind that other cat statue. That's what I keep thinking. Why don't we go back and take a look at it then? But we still don't have any perfume. Well, I'm thinking we this one, when this one comes up, it'll have something in the bowl. And it'll either be perfume or maybe it'll be something that goes in the something other. Something to go through the main entrance, maybe. Which is nothing, but maybe it just seems like nothing. And then... I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes you have to do experiments in these archaeological situations because stuff's weird. I wish we could have talked to Chiss a sec longer and gotten way more detailed instructions. He even gave us great detail on the other place. Now tell us everything about the pyramid. (laughs) Tell us what you know. What would you like to do? I guess we're going to go back and see what happens when we let the other statue up. Okay. I take my rod back. I mean, retrieving your rod, the... uh... Statue would raise back up into the, to the ceiling. So have anything the flowers are gone. Okay. Hmm. Although sometime during your, you guess, excursion elsewhere, the flowers have disappeared from the initial from the statue that you put them in and have reappeared in the initial cat-headed statue in the center of the room. Okay. What happens if we put the flowers... Did we already do this already? I've gotten so turned around. <laughs> what if we put the flowers in the way we came in? We can try. Does it go down? Taking the flowers from the central statue, placing them in the bowl on the western statue, it sinks down into the ground. Okay. Huh. okay. Sudi, distantly, in your imagination, you hear a voice saying, I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodness. Hollis pours water into the la- the cat lady's bowl. Nothing happens. It has to be perfume. Well, I don't have any of that. Hmm. Sudi wouldn't really know this, but perfume was made from flowers at one point. Could you take the flowers and make a perfume out of them? Perfume have any other any other translations? Maybe it was a mistranslation. Uh, and the ancient Osiriani symbol for perfume is also the same symbol for whale vomit. Okay, well, that's not going to work. Whale vomit, eh? Jeez. If you have some precious ambergris. Yep, we don't have any of that either. <laughs> Could have gotten some while we were in the sea from that missed teleportation. <laughs> uh, that was your mistake. Amber Gris. You had, to, you had to just put that in there, didn't you? Hollis pokes her finger with a dagger and puts a drop of blood in the thing. In the ball. Nothing happens. Hmm. You don't happen to have, like, minor creation or major creation? <laughs> Not today. I certainly don't today. Is it in your spellbook, though? No. Okay. I'm not really a conjurer so much as, like, a... I mean, I teleport. Well, worst, worst case, we could turn it into flesh. We are not doing that. We are not that. doing that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so delighted by it, honestly. It's just something so delightfully weird. 
Because it's extremely perverse to the natural order of things. I just, I feel like we're probably missing something. What if we take the flowers and we crumble them up in some water and we put that in the bowl? <laughs> that just gets you scented water. Do the flowers come back like fully fresh and alive? No, they're still dried flowers. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's potpourri at that point. <laughs> so just have water with potpourri in it. Well, I guess we better go distill some flowers and to put in a perfume because I don't got another answer here. I mean, okay, wait, so, okay. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I, I have to wind this up like no nobody's business because this is probably really stupid. Um, did they maybe use something else as perfume back in the day than like what we traditionally think of as perfume? I'm curious where this is going, but not to your knowledge. What were you thinking? I don't know. I was just wondering like, did they like, you know, use olive oil as, you know, the equivalent, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Do no. you have olive oil? Well, no, of course I don't have <laughs> olive oil, but I was looking to maybe have some other options. Olive oil was used as sunscreen. <laughs> you not have perfume. a point there. I don't know, man. Uh, also, urine was used as mouthwash, not perfume. Gross. Why do you know that? That was actually the Romans, not the Egyptians, but... Why do you know that? <laughs> that is not a fact that anyone needed to know. I know a lot of random things. That's gross. They'd import it, in fact. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have... Unless it's going to be in my mansion, which I don't think it is. This feels like a video game dungeon where we're just missing something. Oh, I'd be Googling at this point, but whatever. Oh, Rachel's touching on something. Something liquid goes in this bowl, but we don't have any liquids because why would we have perfume? You think there's maybe perfume on the other side of the, the island of Lava Land? I don't know. Can I make huh. any sort of roll on this? I feel like I'm on the right track. I would like to Google the solution to this dungeon puzzle, please. <laughs> it's literally perfume and we don't have it. I could cast vision. I don't think that's going to It'll tell you, tell you anything more than what we already know. We don't know that. I mean, it's possible. You do get to cast that like once a day, right? Yeah. If you want to cast vision, you can cast I mean, vision. All right, we'll go for that. A little Nothing's divination to try to, you know. The way Rick is looking at me, it makes me think y'all are going to be so mad when you figure this out. <laughs> I was going to say, my only other thought is we didn't check the other side. Yeah. Yeah, but everything else we've needed has been... I mean, the flowers are spawn here. And oh, yeah. I, I think it's in this room. I just don't know how. What if... Wait, we didn't check the walls for hidden hidden doorways. Maybe there's a hidden doorway that's got a cache of perfume. I'm going to check every wall in this place. That's what I'm going to do. It'd take you about five minutes, at which point uh, your, any of those of you only have 30 minutes for the resist energy oh, for that's fire. That I'm down to off. just 10 because I have that daily. Okay. Masika always casts Endure Elements on herself in the morning. Is she okay now? Is it cooled off enough? I mean, it's cooled off enough that you're not going to be taking um, well, everybody else like non-lethal damage as long as you're not in a room with lava. If you're in a room with lava and you spend more than one minute in there, then you're going to have to worry about it. Well, what is uh, Citrigate taking uh, 10 on her perception check looking for the secret doors? Uh, with using my lens to help out, uh, taking mm -hmm. 10 would be a... Somewhere, some, somewhere a fan is screaming at their oh, podcast. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I got a 34. You take about five minutes, circle around the outside of the room, check all the surrounding walls. Nope. Hollis takes Did one minute. We check the pillars for secret. Prepares. <laughs> phase door, which I bought and added to my spellbook. Wait, wait, before you do that. I was just going to make a door. I, I know, but maybe we don't have to waste that on this and you can, you know, create a door outside or something to, you know, get away if we have to. 
Yeah, unfortunately, phase door is specifically called out as the things that the dimensional lock blocks from. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's okay, what I thought. Fine. I was like, ah. Well, I wouldn't know that, so I guess so, I would not yeah, do that. So, yeah, you'll have to earth glide. That'll be the only <laughs> way we get through this door. I don't door. have earth glide. I'm here f- to offer you stone of Actually, flesh. sorry. Allow me to rephrase that. Screen specifically uh, prevents the penetration of phase door, not dimensional lock. We have this peridot. I'm going to put the peridot in the bowl. Nope. Okay. I'm going to put Narmer in the bowl. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a oh. perfume. <laughs> also, would you up. want him going underground out of your sight? <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sweet. Who knows where he would end up? It, there, it doesn't look like the perfume comes to, to either either end of this, so who knows where that perfume goes. I'm thinking that if, there, if there's going to be perfume anywhere in this dungeon, it's on the other side, and we have to go to the other side to get it and then come back. Yeah, probably, I guess. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, like I said, this is written as a bonus, and it's not necessary. Well, obviously it's not, because we can't get through the other thing, too. Well, it's the same. Yeah, I was going to say, same thing for the other door, too, where we don't know the arrow things. I just realized with the arrow thing, uh, we never tried to just lift it up. I tried to climb it to go push it down, but not to try to lift it up. Well, you didn't even try to push it down. You just tried to climb it. Yeah. Let's go see if we can lift it up real quick. We'll take the flowers, put the flowers in the thing, go across the invisible bridge of, uh, on the lava that's rapidly cooling, go over to that place, and can I just lift that rock up? This seems like such a stupid thing. <laughs> we're, we're at the desperate stage of puzzle solving for us. I have a solution, but nobody likes it. Oh, no, we're not. Uh, no. Uh. Solves problem. You circle back, you make your way back up uh, across the way, head back over to the red block. Uh, what does Sudi want to do? Um, Sudi is going to try to just lift this block up. There's no place at the bottom for you to get your fingers into. Okay. You can try it with the arrow designs, but again, the arrow designs curve inward, so you can't, like, there's no yeah. place to get purchase on the arrows to push okay, it Okay, so up. I'm going to try to just pull it down then, I guess. Make me a strength check. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dice say no. That's a four for a ten. It shifts a fraction. I don't All right, know. Sudi, you get on one side, I'll get on the other. You pull down on one side, and I'll pull down on the other. Basically, the only way to aid another in this okay, is if you... Okay, all right. We'll try, it. we'll try it with an aid another. I'm sure even with a perfect 20, I can't get this. And Masika just rolls a perfect 20, so I aid you. Well, that's good. I roll an 11 for a 17, then 19 with the aid. It cranks down a fraction of an inch. Further than it did before. Huh. So it does look like it is supposed to go down, but there's no levers or anything to move it. I almost wonder if it's possible to go at this from another, like from the other side and get to this area. We sure. haven't seen anything that circles around back that way. Because yeah, if you look I at mean, the map, I, unless we missed a secret here, door in the main. Then go to the other side. Yeah, I think we should go to the other side. Before we do that, let me just cast vision and see if maybe that'll tell us what we're actually supposed to do. Maybe it's not even freaking perfume. Oh, on the stone over there or on this wall? Yeah, on the uh, the cat statue. Yeah. See if you can figure out what's on the other side, too, and see if it's even worth it. I don't think it. <laughs> it's not going to tell me that much. It's just going to uh, tell okay. me about the object. So circling back around, casting uh, vision on the stone. Mm-hmm. What is your question? How the f*** do you work? <laughs> <laughs> what do you put in the bowl? The junction, junction, what's your function? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you put in the bowl? What's in the bowl? All right, it's a d20 per caster, and plus my caster level. I roll a 17. I get a 32 against a DC of 20, so I passed it. If the person or object is at hand and you are in the place of question, you receive a vision about it by succeeding on a caster level check. Yeah, I want to know how this works. You concentrate. Close your eyes. 
focus. Let the world kind of drift away from around you. Burn your incense. I don't have to burn my incense. I forgot I had that freaking sphinx that counts as any material component for any divination spell. Oh, nice. Fancy. really cool sphinx. After a second, everything in here goes black, and you experience a vision of this exact chamber. Of course. In this vision, you see a figure, tall, sickly thin, wearing robes of white with what looks to be this almost lamellar-covered armor, these plates like scale mail in an ancient Osiriani design. A white and red hood covers the top of this figure's head, although his features are emaciatedly thin and extraordinarily sharp, with pointed ears, thin knife-like nose, and a pair of almost rat-like teeth that protrude oh, down from the front of his mouth yeah, and almost pinch into his lower lip. It's it's Vampire Man. The figure produces from one pocket a small red wax-sealed vial of which he uses a disgustingly long three-inch nail to pry free the wax. Gross. And then pour it gently into the bowl in the statue's lap. Even from your vision, you can get this sweet smell that immediately makes you think of Desert Rose. And the statue shifts and slides down. All right, so it is definitely perfume. And that's the end of your vision. Okay, so creepy Hakatep vampire boy used freaking perfume out of a vial. A sealed vial, which makes me think that it's probably stored somewhere around here. All right. I mean, if they ever wanted to have access to whatever is behind this, they would have to have perfume on stock. I mean, perhaps it's not in this room. You didn't see him get it out of anything in here? No, he took it out of his pocket. Well, let's just All go right. look at the other thing. The other side. Resident Evil mindset. Well, I can't find the answer to this, so... F it. Except <laughs> for I never else. played Resident Evil. Circling back out, I suppose circling back around to the uh, the central chamber, the Isle of Fire. Defeated in no, in no way by four of these, like, Big old bird boys, but defeated by whatever perfume we have to use to open this. Well, we have ways around it. We just don't want to use them. Well, yeah, it's true. Maybe that's where he keeps his coffin or something. Oh, that'd be a problem, wouldn't it? In the room with all the... Fire feels like a bad place for vampires to sleep. Who knows? You make your way across to the opposite side of the, the fire, the crypt of flame. As you step forward, you pass through a short hallway... A short, 30-foot-long hallway, only about five feet wide and into a larger chamber. A square pool of fuming lava lies directly inside of the entrance to this chamber, with a five-foot walkway that circles around the outside of it. Is it starting to cool? It's slowly starting to cool. A recumbent jackal is painted in shades of blue on the floor across from your entry. Oh, they're making fun Painted on the floor now. off towards your right and left are images of large extended hands holding workers. Oh, is this going to be like a feather and a heart thing? Black stone statues of jackal-headed humanoids stand at attention against the walls, holding staves topped with cobra heads. At the foot of each statue lies an emaciated human, clad only in a loincloth and headcloth. Burns and marks from whips, lashes, scar their abused flesh and each person's left ankle is caught in a manacle whose chain is secured around the statue's waist-like belt. Perhaps most disturbing to all of you as you enter 
is the fact that they sob. Uh, it will pick it up here next time. Oh like, how my are we gosh. making fun of Anubis? That is this, <laughs> this a jerk and probably turn the slaves that worked into this place into zombies or something. They just hang around tied to Anubis all Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. It's probably like Hakatep's taking a shower and then we burst this with cold and then suddenly it goes all cold in his shower and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs>